Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Green Pole Podcast. I'm Dan Crawford, the editor of Hamien and sometime podcast host. Uh, Alan Druitt, basically, you've demanded that we do a podcast because of the momentous events at Old Trafford. Uh, yes. Yesterday, didn't you? I mean, that's fair to say. You said we must do a podcast because of what happened at Old Trafford. And Freddie is also with us as well. And Freddie, I believe that's your first Fulham away win in the league. Is that right? Yes, it is. But I'm pretty sure you, you've uh, clocked up a few miles waiting for it. And it was a pretty exciting experience. So... Let's get straight into it. Um, Alan, we've known each other for far too long. Um, that's right up there in my uh, sort of full of memories immediately, winning Old Trafford, and especially the manner in which we did it, having Fulhamishly thrown it away only minutes earlier, no? Yeah, it was uh, a great way to win it, to be fair. Um, I've been to Old Trafford probably 10 times before yesterday. And I the, one of the only ones I missed was actually the 2003 win when we won 3-1. Uh, usually we go there, we get battered for 90 minutes and then we go home again. Uh, but yesterday to to be 1-0 up deservedly and then, as you said, Fulhamishly just throw it away. And it was just like a rendition of Burnley away all over again. Ahead, cruising. And then just concede a city goal. But that man, Adama Traore, uh, twinkle toes, whatever you want to call him, just said, right, I'm running. No one could stop him. And it was a great finish by Iwobi to, to win it at the end. But yeah, it was a fantastic performance and a well-deserved three points. Now, I saw you uh, put a message to somebody saying we could have won... Could have scored five, six, seven, something along those lines. It definitely felt like, and we spoke at half time, uh, it definitely felt like we'd fluffed our lines and missed some really yeah. good chances and we were going to pay for it. I mean, that was how uh, myself, you, and even Sam Bryant, who's been on the podcast, you know, we were all uh, fairly pessimistic, weren't we, about the uh, about the second half? Yeah, because when you go to places like Old Trafford, you can't squander the amount of chances we did in that first half and then still expect to come out in the second half and perform the same way. Um, and we did for the majority of it, if I'm being honest. And yeah, the pessimism sort of leaked in at half time with me, yourself, Freddie and, and Sam. Um, and we did also mention that Maguire would get on the score sheet um, after he should have been sent off, which I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, it was a fantastic day and one I'll never forget. I was just going to ask your son about that. He's stealing my questions. So, Sorry, that's all right, mate. Never changed the habit of a lifetime. So, <laughs> Freddie, um, in the first half, what did you think? Who were, your, who were your best players in the first half? Because it seemed like we were getting through Manchester United quite easily. And uh, we had quite a lot of chances. What did you think of the first half, mate? I think everyone was brilliant, but I think Bassi and Tossin just kept that momentum going instead of throwing it away, like we always do at away games. So, yeah, I think everybody was really good in the first half. 
I think if we it was like there to be won. But yeah, we should we we should have won and we did win. So yeah, eventually. But uh, yeah, the thing is, uh, we um we might have to go through some of them. You mentioned the Wobie. Um, I won't repeat what you said at half time about Alex because it would be unfair. Um, but uh, what's Paige? You should have scored that trick by now. <laughs> well, along the lines of yeah, we'll pay for those misses, and I'm holding him responsible. Um, we 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 did create a lot of. T- I mean, were you surprised at how easy it was? I know United aren't anything like the United that we grew up sort of detesting, I guess. But um, I was surprised at how we sort of ran through them, uh, seemingly at will. Yeah, it was it was too easy at times, and I think that was the credit has to go to Silver and and the backroom staff for producing a game plan as well as we did. Uh, every time we passed the ball through the middle of the pitch, it seemed as if Iwobi and Andreas had so much time and space. Um, a special mention to Lukic, who I thought was phenomenal yesterday. Um, it's not been easy for him in terms of game time, um, but he was pivotal in our first half and getting us forward, broke up play quite well. Um, but yeah, we was every time we got the ball out to Castagna or Robinson, the pass in field was always on. Uh, and that's where the chance creation came from, really. Um and I think if you spoke to Andreas this morning and Iwobi, I think they'd be shocked with the amount of space and time they had in that first half. Um, but yeah, we should have gone in at least at least one nil up, probably two. But um, yeah, it was it was too easy at times. Yeah, I think uh, Iwobi certainly in his post match comments referenced sort of finally put one away because he had at least two good opportunities where he was almost clean through. Um, Herrera's had a couple of shots and we do need to talk about Rodrigo Muniz, don't we? Al, because yes. uh, just the turn and smacking the ball, turning, uh, spinning off Lindelof like that. I mean, he's playing like Pelé, never mind. Um, it's insane. What, what's happened to the guy? I think he's been, uh, he's been replaced with a lookalike. <laughs> It's probably the best way to explain it because in the last few weeks since he got his first Premier League goal, he's turned into a a prime Ronaldo. Um, He's just, he's brilliant. Uh, His hold-up play, puts himself about, never gives a defender an easy time. Um, And yeah, he he was fantastic again yesterday. And what did, Freddie, what did you... uh... What did you think about the second half? Because I was expecting Manchester United to come out and really have a go at us, and they had a few more chances in the second half. But we still were doing really well, weren't we? And you, you just wondered whether the goal was going to come. What did you think of how we started after half time? We're at half time. I, th- I thought we could have done better, and if we would have scored more goals then it should have been sealed off. But you never know with Man United, because lots of people support Man United, even the refs. So... (laughs) (laughs) Just all the big clubs always get the... um, all the, like, lucky things. Like Maguire. Yeah. 
like Maguire. He should have been because I remember the tossing one on Garnacho. Mm. Yeah. And that was only a yellow. And then you go back to Harry Maguire's one. That's literally like twice as bad. And yeah, so let's let's talk let's talk about it. You're talking about the the very late tackle on Lukic. Um and there's a few other things we can talk about. I wasn't going to go into the referees just yet, but you know, when the Druids are around, any sense of order kind of uh, falls apart, Alan. Um now <laughs> Lukic um, I, I, I would just like to say if if that was a Fulham player who did that, um, we, we, you know, he'd probably get a custodial sentence or something <laughs> rather than a suspension. Um, red card for you, Al? All day long. Yeah. No question. Um, and, and Maguire had a sort of strange game in that he was like basically running around, belting the ball and diving into... He reminded me of sort of uh, JT when he was on his last legs, you know, um, when Tom Kenny embarrassed him, obviously. It, it was a strange performance from him. And uh, Freddie referenced it. Michael Oliver was the referee. And you spoke about this at half-time. I'm still not sure what Pereira gets booked for. Um. I don't, I've watched it again. He gets booked for getting sort of skilled up in the middle of the middle of the field. I mean, if you know, I, I wouldn't have even played him five aside if them were the, <laughs> those were the rules back then. Um, it was the intention, though, wasn't it, with Pereira? That I can understand. I I can understand it a little bit in terms of you know he's he's the way he's gone in. It was no malicious. You know, he weren't trying to be malicious, but he has gone in slightly two-footed. He's missed a player, thankfully for us. Um, the ref did give the free kick and he did give him a yellow card. But somehow they managed to take the free kick 20 yards from where the uh, incident actually took place. Um, yeah, which the ref drew, didn't... It, even though he drew the line, you know. Well, this home. is it. And not only that, it's like whenever we made a tackle in our first half, Freddie mentioned it, the tossing one. Um, we, we had three yellow cards at half-time. And you think, hold on a minute. Every time he made a tackle, the ref decided to give a yellow card. But yet, that Maguire one, I don't even know if it was checked on VAR. You know, we don't get told anything inside the stadium. But it's a red card uh, every day of the week, twice on a Sunday. Um, so, I don't understand how they've managed to miss that. And if Michael Oliver is uh, the best referee this, this country's got, we're in a whole spot above her, I think. Well, I think you've got to be careful because they'll send a new referee next week um, because that's normally what happens. But, yeah, I, I was astonished that, um, that that wasn't a red card, frankly. And, uh, anyway, um, we, we we didn't get the rub of the green with, with the refereeing decisions or at least the interpretation of... Uh, and there are a couple of other ones. Um, the young United forward... Uh, on Calvin Bassey very early on. He slid in and two-footed him and the ref played on and we had a chance from it, but he didn't even speak to him. And uh, I think uh, Robinson got taken out by somebody. And I do want to mention the Bruno Fernandes. You, you, uh, did you see this at the time? I mean, falling about, diving around. We know he does that. And then at the final whistle, absolutely haranguing the referee as if he's the reason they've lost. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, it's not very becoming of a, I guess it's what captains do these days, but um, I, I found it hysterical, frankly. Um, and then, so in the second half hour, we, as, as we were talking about with Freddie, nothing really changed. We we came out and we still had uh, a lot of the ball, much more than we could have reasonably expected. And Harrison Reed goes close with, well, a slight argument in my friendship group as to whether he meant that as a shot having looked up or whether it was a cross. What are you saying? <laughs> I'd love to say it was a shot, but it wasn't. It was a cross. And it's quite funny when you watch it back. Uh, once he's hit it, he's he's got the arm with himself. He sort of had a go at himself because the cross went totally wrong. Um, but as it turned out, it, it was brilliant for us because we got the corner. Um, and just before the corner, actually, um, Freddie said the first goal will win this. Um, and he proved to be right. But, yeah, when we... When well, no, got... I mean, you mean who scores the first? I mean, the first goal didn't win it, but I know what he means. Yeah, um... you, yeah. But, you know, Man United should never have equalised. Maguire should never have been on the pitch. But, yeah, when the goal went in, I don't know about you, Dan, but we sat there and we felt the game's won. Oh. Because I never felt threatened in 65 minutes. We go 1-0 up and they just never look like scoring. I think think you live on a different planet from me. I mean, we've already established that in however many episodes of this podcast we've done. But I was very nervous for the whole time. Um, Freddie, did you, you you got a good view of the uh, the corner? Uh, it was a strange short goal, but nice to see Calvin Bassey getting in there and a really good, powerful finish, wasn't it? Did really well on the corner. Yeah, because most players, if they do that much power, it goes over. But he kept it on target, and with that much power, you you can't really stop him. Like, no. Yeah, if, no, you're right. if the goalie had a shot on it, it would literally just break it down. That was, that's how flipping hard it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get the old speed gun out and give it a measure. Um, the, other, <laughs> the other thing about that, Al, was uh, it, I'm not sure that was the training ground move they planned. Yeah, give it, pick out Calvin and he'll smash it into Timmy. And then he'll really smash it again and it'll go in. I mean, if that was planned on the training ground, that's genius. Oh, it was. It was a deliberate one-two off his backside. Yeah. I think you must be the only Fulham fan in that stadium and didn't actually know that that was deliberate. Um, oh, but now you do, Dan. You're on the same yeah, page as well, everyone else. Always, I'm always <laughs> appreciative of your efforts to give me an education, <laughs> finally. And God knows I need one. Right. Um, and then, what did you think about... So, we had some chances to make it two, clearly. But... There's a section of the fan base that are like, well, we sat back a little bit, especially when we made the change. Wilson went herring down the field and put one in the side there. He was unlucky, actually. And then he promptly got taken off for Issa Deal. What, 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 are, you, what are you saying about the, the, the substitutions and the switch to three at the back? Did that um, invite a bit more pressure from United? You know, could we have kept going at them? Because there was plenty of space. I mean, that felt like quite a defensive move, which is very um, silver-like, isn't it? Well, Traore came on at the same time, didn't he? Just a little bit before, but yeah. Just before. So, you know, we already had the pace. We already had an alternate option to to Wilson um, for the right. 
the problem is a lot of people said, yeah, we went defensive, we went defensive, but you want to up at Old Trafford, they they have to go for it. So as bad as they were, when you start trying to play fire with, with fire against someone like United, you're going to come off second best anyway most of the time. So I had no problems with his substitutions yesterday. I thought he got everyone spot on. Uh, Traore coming on was was fantastic. He was brilliant when he came on. Um, and even when all the subs did come on, I don't think any one of them had a particularly bad stint on the pitch. No, I should mention um, Harrison Reeve went off and he was in the wars yesterday. Yeah. So a real shift from Harrison Reeve in that deeper role. Um, and you've obviously uh, and mentioned Lukic. It was outstanding. I thought Pereira had a really good game, first time for first time for a long time for me, where he was as influential as he was last season. Yeah, Andreas was brilliant. Um, but again, as as Freddie said, I think every one of them out there yesterday was was phenomenal um, from Leno. Again, I probably Leno's come under a bit of scrutiny for perhaps he could have done better for the equaliser. I'm not going to be too critical of him because last season he was fantastic. He's been fantastic for us this season, bar the odd mistake here and there. But There's people calling you know, for him to be dropped now, Alan. It's, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. He's still one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League uh, by a country mile. The odd mistake here and there doesn't make him a bad goalkeeper. Uh, he's probably just got a bit bored and you know he didn't, didn't have much to do yesterday, to be fair, did he? Well, he made a couple of good saves. Um, and then Towards that the end one, of the game, yeah. Yeah, that one. Well, there's one in the first half, I think, from Ganacho. It was a really good save. Um, Freddie, just just um, make sure I'm not going mad. You're not dropping Burnt Leno for the next match, are you? No, because Burnt Leno is, one of, is our best goalkeeper right now. Bender is not better. Rodak is not better. So, I think... Because everybody has mistakes. Mm. So, I think he should still be in the squad. But I think it's just getting a bit too easy. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's been playing the Premier League on the easy mode. Do you still have that? I don't know, in these computer games. <laughs> um, these days, probably not even played on computers anymore so long ago since I was young. Um <laughs> Sixty right. years ago. Steady yourself, Alan. <laughs> right. Now we're gonna talk about when they scored and the and the PA announcer said the referee has added on a minimum of nine additional minutes. I thought, blimey, this could you know can we hang on? And not only did we not hang on, Alan, we scored a brilliant counter attacking goal and I know you want to talk about this. So tell me about that second goal because you said we've got Traore on, got to get him the ball. And look what happened when he was running up, running against your mate Maguire. It wasn't a fair wasn't even a fair contest, was it? No, it was it was borderline bullying, to be honest. Yeah. He so I remember it as clear as day. Uh the ball went up for a throw in. Castagna decided to, to sprint and get the ball to take the throw in quickly. But he was the only player that seemed to want to actually go for the win when it was 1-1 because everyone else was taking their time with set plays. Ball come in, he plays uh, a nice 
three four, I think it was with Diop. Uh, he then cleared it to, I think, went to Traore, and he went past was it Lindelof? Then he went past Maguire, and luckily Maguire was on the yellow, um, although he should never been on the, on the pitch in the first place. And he just carried on running. We were sitting there and just saying, look, just run, run, run. No one could get near him. And then he passes it to Wobi. Uh, he then cuts in. And I'm going to be honest, at that split second, as soon as he cuts in, I thought he was going to miss. And that's purely because it looked like he didn't have his shooting boots on yesterday. Um, and when the ball does go in, where we're sitting, it's hit the camera and the camera sort of swung around. So I, I assumed he missed. I thought he'd actually gone past the post. And then after the second or so, realised it has gone in. And I've not experienced a feeling like that at football in a very, very long time. Because the amount of emotions for conceding late on again for the second consecutive away game, but then to come back and have the, the character about us to, to get the three points we thoroughly deserved. And most importantly for me, it was letting Freddie see in the first away win after 14 attempts. Um, so, yeah, it just rounded off a, a special game and a special day. You've got to be careful because uh, someone might report you to social services that you've been taking <laughs> Freddie to watch Fulham away. <laughs> it's like cruel and unusual punishment. Freddie, tell me what you remember of the like the the moment when your dad's just said as Adama uh, gives it to... Well, I see Gentleman Jim called him Amanda Troy, or I didn't realise he'd transitioned in the middle <laughs> in the middle of the run down the right He's wing. He's playing ultimate team when he Yeah, ate. unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, maybe that's why no one wanted to go near him. I don't know. He, I probably shouldn't make that kind of a joke. We'll get taken off the air. Anyway, Adama switches it to Alex Awobi. Lovely little faint inside. Your dad's just said he thought he was going to miss... What were you saying, Freddie? Did you think he was going to score? And what about the emotions? Well, I think um, I I wanted Adama to um, shoot because Awobi in the first half had two chances. Mm. I think it was one v one against a goal, one on one against the goalkeeper, and he and he done the exact same plays. And if it was against like a city, then I wouldn't mind it because he's trying to go for the corners. But it's Onana in goal. How many mistakes have Onana made? You're not a right. fan of Onana, are you? No. Okay, but you, you were well, you so you wanted Adama to shoot. I can understand that, although it's a long way out. But how confident were you? I mean, it's a good finish, wasn't it? Because he made it look like he was going to shoot the other side. It's a good finish. And were you jumping up and down when it went in, mate? What was the scenes like? Well, yes, but it was kind of like. The um, it was kind of like third time lucky. He had two yeah. chances, and then he made the third one count. And gladly, it was in like, literally the like last seconds of the game. If it was the minutes, and you still can't really celebrate because you never know what could happen with Fulham. So <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't have a headache this morning, Dan. When that goal went in, he was slung about all over the place. Oh, my goodness, mate. <laughs> he was Have up got... in the air. He was all sorts. He was everywhere. Got any videos? Are there any videos floating about of those? Limbs? No, you, should, you shouldn't have your phones out when you've scored a, la- a last-minute winner at Old Trafford. They should be firmly in your pocket. Anyone yeah. recording the limbs at that time, have a word with yourself. Well, also, I mean, I don't know anyone who would have dared to record it, given how 
how wasteful our finishing has been. Um, nobody could have... I mean, I stood there in shock. I was like, is this really happening? Um, <laughs> and then the referee tried to play some extra time, a lot of extra time, uh, unlike the geezer from, from, from last week. And I just want to finish, Al, with a word from Marco Silva. You mentioned earlier, you know... A lot's been said about the injuries that Manchester United are suffering and the lack of, you know, they really missed Hoyland and, you know, their front three didn't really do anything to bother us. They didn't have much to come off the bench in terms of firepower. But we've achieved that result without João Polina, William and Raul Jimenez, who have all in their own way been the key to the success, relative success that we've had sort of in the second half of uh, of the season anyway. Um, you know, it's no wonder we sing about him being a genius, is there? No, I, I don't think there's enough perlatives you can use to describe Marco Silva. Um, I'm just I'm just grateful and thankful for everything he's done for us. Um, and I, I keep referring back to it, but the fact he turned down that amount of money, which was life-changing money in the summer to go to Saudi. Unlike somebody you know, else, yeah. Well, this is it. He's shown his loyalty. Um, I'm hoping and praying that that loyalty gets rewarded in the summer with a nice transfer kitty for him to to go and spend. Uh, he was phenomenal. And halfway through that second half yesterday, I was talking to, to Freddie and I sort of was talking about our tactics without the ball. Um, and you can see the team was so well drilled from the space between the back four to the front three it was very minimal it was so hard and so congested you know they were never going to pass it through us and when they tried to it went straight to Leno White it was an easy clearance um, yeah he's been our manager now for two and a half years nearly three years um, and I can guarantee you by the time he leaves he'll be he'll go down as the best manager we've ever had whether that's oh. by the end of next season two and a half years he's, he's just a phenomenal character uh, and we are incredibly lucky to have him. Can't we like lock him in the dressing room at Crowe and Cottage just so he can't actually leave? Do you know what? That's a good idea. I know it's rare I have them, but surely someone should look into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to finish. Sure laws against that, then. Well, yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate that we have these kind of restrictions on, uh, on free will in this country, isn't it? Um, <laughs> now. I want to finish with uh, a couple of mentions for a, a couple of other things. Um, Fulham's women won 1-0 today against Dorking at Motspur Park. Uh, it keeps them in the uh, in the push for promotion. Uh, more games coming up for for the Whites uh, in, the, in the coming weeks. A couple of cup fixtures uh, added to the schedule, I think. Um, and I also wanted to uh, wish a very happy birthday to Kerry Downs Nutley, who's well known to so many of the uh, Fulham faithful, takes her family uh, home and away and has the misfortune to sit within shouting distance of me and puts up with me in the pub. So uh, very happy birthday to Kerry. And she's had a pretty good weekend, uh, I should think. Uh, right, Al, Freddie, quick word then. We're going into Brighton next week. Freddie, how confident are you? Do you think we can beat Brighton next Saturday at Craven Cottage? Well, I personally 
think Brighton are better than Man United. But because at away we drawed, I believe, 1-1. One, one. True, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was yeah. a great yeah. strike from Polonia, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I remember now. Um, I If we do the same performance, I'm fine because Brighton, they've been okay in the past few games. So I think it might be a good one. Yeah, Al, what are you saying? You think we can take that? You know, it's got to give the boys a confidence boost. And looking ahead a little bit further to those two away days, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's like, yeah, I'm going to Wolves, I'm going to Sheffield United, and by me, we'll have four, you know, we'll have four away wins by the end of the month. Doesn't quite work like that, does it? But um, it's a bit more confidence amongst the squad, isn't there? You, you've got to be confident going into into Brighton. Um, one, because we have no Paulinia. Um, and whenever he's not in the squad, we win, surprisingly. Um, that's a stat I still can't get my head around. But, yeah, Brighton are a bit hit and miss this season. I know they've got one eye on Europe. Still a brilliant team to watch. Nice on the eye. But we seem to have a fairly good record against them. Um, and then we do have a few runner games now where you can sort of look at and go, well, there's, there's points to be won. Wolves away, Sheffield United away. You got uh, Tottenham at home in, in between. Spurs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we, you know, between now and sort of end of April, there's a lot of points to be won there. Um, and hopefully for the boy, there's a few more away away wins for him to to witness. Um, I know he's particularly looking forward to Forest. Um, we do have a good friendship with with Forest. Um, so yeah, there's. A f- you know, we have to be confident, excited. We're not going down. We never were in a relegation battle. So, you know, let's just go and see how many points we can accumulate before now and the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I think we have to dedicate uh, this podcast to the magnificent Nigerian Whites, the latest incarnation of the Nigerian Whites. Alan, I do believe there is photographic evidence of you and the, Niger- the famous Nigerian whites flag that has been lost long ago. Am I correct about that? Is there a picture of you with the Nigerian whites flag back in the day? There is. It was actually taken in the Reaper Barn at Hamburg uh, before the uh, Europa League final many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that needs to be found and taken again. Um, yeah, those two signings in the summer have been brilliant for us. Uh, and yeah... I'm 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 so glad it's it won't be happy again. He did get a lot of grief, a lot of stick after the Afcon, um, and yeah, just seeing him back with a smile on his face and quite ironic that it was both Bassi and Iwobi that that won us the game yesterday. And yeah, just just fantastic. Up the full of Nigerians. Up the Nigerians, indeed. Right, Alan, Freddie, thank you so much for. Uh... I'm twisting me into back into podcasting. We'll have to do this again sometime, lads. Um, yeah. What are you doing Thursday? <laughs> uh, well, apparently I'm going to be very busy. We, we'll, uh, you are. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see about that because uh, there's a couple of work things I have to do. But, you know, we, we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen. And uh, if anyone else wants to uh, get involved in the podcast, drop us a shout, drop us a line. So, Alan, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you, Dan. Always a pleasure. Freddie, I think you're going to have a very good Monday at school, possibly. Um, you know, don't don't gloat too much because we we are Fulham. 
All right. Thanks very much for but... coming on the podcast, mate. No problemos. Dan, oh. both his teachers are Man United fans as well. Oh, well, in that case, give it to him. Yeah? <laughs> Disregard everything I've said. Come on, you whites. Up the Nigerian whites. Marco Silva's a genius. Thanks, everybody, and we will speak soon.